This podcast is brought to you by Connect First Credit Union. This is a little bit of a special show. We are recording it during Small Business Week. We got out of the studio and we're on the stage where the Calgary Chamber is hosting this year's special event for Small Business Week. And you know, since 1979, across Canada, we celebrate small business once a week. It's a really important week. And this year, perhaps in Alberta, in Calgary, more important than ever, given, you know, the definitely because of the big challenges we've been facing together, not to mention COVID and the pandemic that has just created a little bit of a step back for us. We all know we've been going through an economic transformation transition for several years. But, you know, there's something about the spirit of Calgarians, of Albertans, where there's this get or done attitude we just know is going to get us back on our feet. And today we're dedicating this episode of What's Next Alberta to talk a little bit about that. And we thought no better guest than to bring back to the show Connor Curran, who is the chief laundry officer of Folder. Folder. Actually, Folder. The, Folder. Big Folder. difference. Folder. Big difference. That's Massive right. That's right. Okay, yeah. I'm going to correct that on my notes right now. <laughs> but Connor, you've been on the show before. Local laundry yep. has become like a household name in the city. Oh. It's becoming one across the country. It's quite amazing. And it's because you've taken a completely different approach to your industry. And, and I think it's inspiring for many. And for those who were listening to the full day's presentation here, they would have heard your incredibly impassioned speech, which was fantastic. But I want to get to you. I'm going to start okay. with you, right okay. in the center of it. The resilience you must have had over the last few years to go all in and building a business. Did you ever have those moments where you're looking yourself in the mirror saying, what are you doing starting a t-shirt company? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, first of all, thanks so much for having me back on the show. This is absolutely incredible. I'm enamored to be back. I'm really excited. I should, yes. have, I should have asked you to introduce yourself. No, 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 yeah, no, that, no, that no. That would have no. been the standard. Right, not at all. But Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Not only I was looking at myself in the mirror, I remember, I remember exactly, I came home and I was telling my wife, we were living in Sweden, I said, babe, 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 I've got the best idea. Clothing that builds right community. On. And she just started laughing. And then I called my mom, I said, my mom will tell you, this is a great idea. Ma, ma, I got a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah clothing. <laughs> Everyone thought it was a bad idea. So yeah, of course. You're not an entrepreneur if you don't go through that. So you've been at it for quite a few years now. You know, you've built a pretty successful business already. I know you're just getting started. Yeah. You've got big dreams. <laughs> but like share some of those moments where you stepped in a little bit. Like personally, how did you deal with that? Like how did you overcome? It's a couple of things. I mean, you really have to believe in yourself. People always ask me, what would you do differently? And what I would do differently is I would have started earlier. Yeah. I would have started when I was younger, but you know why I didn't start when I was younger? Because I didn't think I had what it took to become a small business owner. I looked at my parents and I was like, they are so smart. They know exactly what to do. I didn't think I was smart enough really? to start a small business. And it was only when I kind of had my back up against the wall and knew exactly what I didn't want to do. That's when I was like, you know what? I think this is something that I want to give it a go. You know, you have to make sacrifices. You have to be there for yourself. And you have to really get to know yourself and understand yourself. And one of the things that I did, you know, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to cut things out. There's only 24 hours in a day, right? And I had to deep, long look at myself. I said, I don't want to cut out my health. I don't want to cut out my family. But, you know, I was a young man at the time and partying and drinking and all that kind of <laughs> things. I said, yep, there's something that can go. So I gave up all alcohol. I have, since I started this, I have not had a drink whatsoever. Wow. Those are just kind of things, you know, I always ask entrepreneurs, if you really want it, what are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up your Friday nights? Right you on. know, those, yeah. those party days and yeah. going to the bar. Yeah. And if you're not, that's okay. That's okay. What are you willing to give up? So when you're dealing with that, like it's easy for me to throw out the word, to be an entrepreneur, you got to be resilient. And it's easy for people to say that. But like, yeah. what does resiliency really mean to you? I'll tell you what it means. 
I think resiliency is baked in to Alberta's very makeup. You look at Albertans, we all came from somewhere else. I don't care if you came from somewhere <laughs> yeah, else, right. your parents, your grandparents, you right. go back, we all came from somewhere else. And we all escaped our own hardships to come here to work hard. And all of us, we've had a pretty tough go the last 20 years, you wanna say. I don't care what generation you're in, I don't care what you do, we've lived through you know, 9-11, the financial crash, the drop in recession of oil, now COVID, it's just been one thing after another. So I think resiliency is in our very genetic makeup in this province. There's no more resilient people than Albertans. I'll tell you that for a fact. To me, the word means, you know, we roll up our sleeves, we don't mind to do the dirty work, and we get the job done. And this is a place, one of my favorite things in Alberta, is where hard work is really respected and rewarded does not matter where you came from, what your last name is, where you went to school, yeah. who your daddy is. Yeah. <laughs> if you're willing to put in the hard work and make the sacrifice, roll up those sleeves, you will be rewarded. Yeah, and I that's totally me agree. resilience. I love that. And I totally agree with that. And so you're building a workforce. Like you have people working for you now. So you've got all that energy. You've got all that resilience. <laughs> how did they, it translate to them? Like, how did they know how to show up? Yeah, it's a good question because when you first start this, you know, you're just in your parents' basement. Oh, I'm going to start a t-shirt company. And then to have someone else be just as bought in. Yeah. Just a business partner. Yeah. And now to have, you know, a team and, you know, it's easy to keep yourself happy. You could do that. But to have a team that supports you and that shows up that believes in it as much as you, it's absolutely incredible. And I think how you do that is just really showcase that vision. Where This is where we're going. Do you want to be on this rocket ship with us? Because this is where we're going. This is how we're going to get there. It's not going to be hard. So really kind of identifying, and this was a, an exercise we did. We went through our where we're going, our vision, our purpose, and our core values. What is really important to us? And once you kind of go through that exercise, it's really easy to say, okay, this person might not be a good fit, but this person really aligns with our core values. Oh, I yeah, want to right work on. with them. And I'll tell you this, I wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for our team. My business partner, my team members, you know, even my very supportive wife and family, I'm the one up here gabbing and talking about and getting red in the face, but it's, they're the ones who supported me and they're the ones who've really been able to make this happen. I love that. And you kind of alluded to this in some of your stories, but you're a contrarian at heart. You have to be, right? Yeah. Like you started building a business, <laughs> making clothes in Canada in an industry. A lot of people have said it's not possible yeah. anymore. You know, how did you overcome the objections? Like, how did you build the story in your head that said, no, this is exactly the right thing to do? I like how you said that, contrary, because that's exactly what fueled me. <laughs> when people say, no, why'd you do that? Prices go up. You got to go overseas. No one's going to buy this. And it was all those people telling me, no, no, no. You're an idiot, Connor. Like, what do you know about fashion? That all those things, is like, there's got to be something here. If everyone else is zigging, I'm going to zag. Everyone's going right. I'm going to go left. And you just peel away at the surface a little bit. And then, again, I go back to people. It's the people that show up, the customers. All of a sudden, we, we said, oh, guys, look, we're switching to Canadian made. Our prices are going up. We're so sorry. But we think this is the, the right thing to do. And our customers showed up and they said, absolutely, we support this. This is what we've wanted. We're willing to spend a little bit more. Great job. Keep it up. How can we help? So now there's going to be a lot of entrepreneurs out there listening, people thinking about leaning into business. Let's start with some of the bigger picture stuff. Like what do small businesses need to like really take off in this province, in this city? It all starts with the customer. People, and they do a great job of this, but people in this province have to be willing to vote with their wallets. Yes. They have to be willing to spend a few bucks more at the bar to buy a pint of local beer. 
right? They have to be willing to spend a little bit more at the farmer's market or spend a little bit more on clothing because businesses, large and small, follow the money. And every time you buy a Canadian-made item or a local craft beer, you're voting. That's a small, single vote for the kind of world you want to live in. Right on. And businesses as well. Like, you said it so perfectly in your speech. Businesses have to decide to source and support locally. I mean, and you guys are doing a great job. The whole team at Connect First, you know, we're making shirts with you. You guys are supporting <laughs> oh, Canadian-made. You guys are fantastic. But that's what people have to do. That's what Alberta and Albertans need to do. It's up to us, you and me. So when you were establishing some of your first breakthroughs in the corporate world and getting some of those corporate customers of yours to sign up, what were some of the objections they had and how did you get past that? It's always going to come down to price. They're a business, we're a business. <laughs> it always comes down in dollar and cents. Our job is really to showcase, yes, it's more expensive, but here's why. Right now we're working on building an ESG scorecard that we're going to be able to right show on. you Good you know, you. this is how much water you save. This is how much you reduce your carbon emissions. This is how much money went back to the local economy. This is how many jobs were created because you decided to support local and support small business. So once you kind of share that story and really kind of show them the bigger picture of that, they kind of go, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It also doesn't hurt when you can make a garment that people look good in. You <laughs> Absolutely. Know? And, you know, and you have stylish stuff. Yeah, and not those shirts that nobody looks good in. <laughs> we all know them and they end up in your pajama pile. Yeah. So you just tell people, stop making pajamas for people. Invest in good quality garments that people want to wear. Yeah, if you could give training to anybody who's doing corporate procurement for like promotional items and stuff, <laughs> don't buy the cheap crap that nobody's going to wear. Right. Because <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> You're going to save a buck. They're going to yeah. wear it if they have to and then throw it in their painting and pajama pile. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? right on. You've seen a lot of changes and stuff. So could you give us some examples of change that you faced and how you turned it into an opportunity? Like those challenges that just seem heavy you turned to gold. Well, I think it goes back to the, the whole topic of resiliency. Yeah, right. When a big thing happens, and again, we've been through a lot. I've named them all before, but let's take, for example, the topic of the day, the pandemic. When that happens, a lot of people, the natural in instinct is to sit back, <laughs> yeah. wait it out, yeah. and see what happens. But as an entrepreneur, you have to move forward. If you have a team that's looking at you to lead them, you have to make decisions. Not every decision is going to be the right one. Right but you have to push forward. You have to find the opportunity. You have to kind of look back and say, okay, this is the current situation. What assets do we have? How can we rejig them, reimagine them in a way that meets our customers where they're at and aligns with our values? Positive action. You have to be moving forward. It's paralysis by analysis if you just want to sit back and wait. <laughs> totally. And you see that all across. I mean, my parents own a restaurant. The downtown, people weren't coming into the pub. What do they do? Get on skip get on Uber Eats, create a ghost kitchen, create all these sort of things. Because the world's never going to be the same way it was tomorrow. I don't care, pandemic or not. Always have to be able to adapt and willing to move forward. So for the folks out there who might be watching or thinking, you know, I'm thinking about starting a business or I'm really curious, like how hard is it to start? Now you've done it right here in <laughs> Calgary. So it's not a Toronto experience, a Vancouver experience or any other experience. It's a Calgary experience. Yeah. What was the ecosystem like? What was the support in place for you when you were getting going? Oh man, I discovered a whole new world of friends. <laughs> I really did. I mean, the entrepreneur and small business community that we have here in Calgary is so supportive. People want to see you succeed. And in a real authentic way. You know, maybe you go to Vancouver, Toronto, and people might smile. You know, oh, I hope you do great. Yeah. Let me know if I can help you with anything. Here, it's like, no, what do you need help with? You need beer for an event? We'll get you beer. Like, it's so supportive. And that's what I love. We started a business book club during the pandemic where we all read a business book once a month and we all chat every month to talk about it. And 
That's what I love. That's why we got into this, is that community, right? That authentic and engaging community. I highly recommend it. You want to start a business, no better place in Calgary. And you also have the organizations like yourself that are willing to support. Thank you for that. You know, some people think that innovation is exclusive to technology businesses and what have you. You're a great example of how untrue that is. Tell us, how do we create a culture of innovation in the province? What does it mean for your business? Thank you. That's a really good point. We have to kind of get out of the mindset that innovation equals tech. Tech, fantastic. Used to work for a Calgary tech unicorn, great company. There's great opportunity in tech in this province. But it's not the be-all, end-all. Right on. There's amazing people. You know that every single mascot outfit in the whole world, 90% of them is made here in Calgary. Right on. These great Alberta boots. Third generation, they've been making boots here for the RCMP, for the king and queen, everyone. The canning industry, this company out of uh, Alberta, they revolutionized how to can beer, right? Not everything is tech. Great industry. We're very supportive. But we have to kind of say, how can we support innovation in the non-tech sector? Let's make things here again. Right on. And like, let's zoom into some examples within your own company. Like how have some of your products evolved? You shared the story of your first products in Europe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what have you done in your company to innovate? Well, what we're doing is we're pushing, you know, on the, the sustainability side. How can we make our garment more sustainable? Right on. Right? So right this on. year, for example, like our giving toques, everyone we sell, we donate one. We made it out of recycled plastic. <laughs> we took 20,000 recycled plastic pop bottles. That's cool. And we turned them into toques. That's cool. They give back, right? So we're constantly pushing ourselves. And my business partner, Dustin Paisley, he's the head of this. He's spearheading this, pushing our sustainability and reducing our waste. And, and how do we create a garment that once it's done, you can pop it in the compost? How do we get hemp? Because cotton doesn't grow here. That's where we make a lot of our stuff. How can we get hemp manufacturers and hemp textiles? Let's make stuff out of hemp. It's so much fun. It's very exciting. No way. <laughs> no, I, I, I'd have to tell you, like, your energy is contagious. Oh. And, like, and if this doesn't inspire others to go and take on their dreams, I don't know what would. Thank and you. maybe that's the right place to go now. Like, as we're trying to build a credit union for the 2020s, we want to be there to support those businesses that are going to be building our future. Like, what do we have to do to be there for them? Great question, and I'm so glad you brought this up because you guys are doing amazing things. You mentioned there, you're increasing your lending by 12% of small businesses. We meet a lot of entrepreneurs, and you would not believe the horror story. Some entrepreneurs, they come to us and they say, like, I can't get my representative at the bank to pick up the phone. I've sent emails at you, and not small businesses, people with millions of dollars in revenue. Like, I'm losing my mind. So just to have a bank, a, a partner, that's willing to answer the phone and say, look, come in, let's figure this out. You know, that's not counting every penny and you're not just a number to them. You have no idea because entrepreneurship is such a lonely journey. Yeah. All the weight is on us. No one else cares. And I love how, you you know, companies are Googleizing things and you're going the opposite approach. To sit across from someone and say like, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm freaking out. And have someone listen, that's not something that should be taken for granted because not a lot of institutions are doing that. And so I just want to say thank you. We need to be treated not as a number. We're not, maybe we're not very big. Maybe we're not tens of millions of dollars, but we got dreams. We got hoop dreams, you know? We got big dreams and and big plans to change things up in this province. And we just need a little bit of help. And I swear to God, we did not pay you to say that, but Connor, it means the world to us. It means the world to us. You absolutely didn't, but it's true. I tell you, because we opened an account with Connect First. After you guys came to us to source sustainably, make sure it's with us, we weren't a customer. We weren't anything, but every interaction with the people afterwards were like, this person's really lovely. Oh man, we just met this person. This person's really lovely. And I told my business uh, partner, I was like, 
we're opening up an account here. And we did. And we yeah. did. And it's been an absolutely incredible experience. Connor, and thank you. Look, I got no notes. No one told me to say that. I just, I know, I'm honestly, I know, I'm speaking from the heart. And, I, and that's true. And I know that. And it's I really so appreciate important. it. Thank you. As we were talking about earlier, I'm pretty optimistic about the future of this yeah, province. Right? I like, like I can see there's a bright future. I know we're getting close to that tipping point where things just start to feel good. But what's your view on the next five or 10 years? Like, what do you see out there? That stat I showed earlier, we're going to raise that stat. Us and everyone else. We're going to make things here in Canada again. Imagine that. We're going to create jobs. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love it. I, I, I have it. an entrepreneur friend that they're starting a, an upholstery school. You can go to school to learn how to become an upholsterer. You know, that's a lost art form. You know, we're going to learn how to make things with our hands and, and manufacture things. Tables, shoes, clothing. You name it. That's what I see in the next five years. We're going to get back to this way of not trying to bargain hunt, trying to find the cheapest thing. We're going to go out and find the best made, most sustainable, and piece that really kind of gives back to the whole community. That's awesome, Connor. Thank you. And I'm excited for you. I, and I'll be cheering for your success. I have no doubt it's going to be good. And, you know, with that, you know, a couple thoughts, you know, come to mind. You know, and I have to share, like, I was really very lucky. Uh, about 13 years ago, I got to meet one of the founders of Nike. In fact, flew to Portland, Oregon to meet no him. No way. And very neat guy. And I expected, you know, when he would enter the room, they would light up. And I had this idea that like he, everything he would say would be brilliant. And he was clearly a brilliant man. What you remind me of is that individual I met, that he had an energy and a passion. No way. If you know the story of Nike, it came from a fellow who just believed that we needed to change the way we made sporting goods so that we could make it easier to exercise. Just go do it. And you're doing the same thing here in Canada in a different part of the industry, but in a similar industry. And I'm not going to be surprised if 10 years from now, we're talking about your company like we talk about Nike today. Oh, man, well, I can you're going to make happening. me cry. No, well, I, I believe so kind it. of you. So with that, everyone, thank you for tuning in to What's Next Alberta. And if you liked what you heard today, share it with your network and be sure to subscribe. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on What's Next Alberta.